dizzying. What? Are you doing that little dance that it made you go, it made you go lightheaded? If you just like spin your head around where oh, you that. hear it constantly cracking in your neck every single time. And it feels Ow. like you're Ow. loosening something. Ow. So then when you stop, Ow. it's. <laughs> I know I shouldn't have done that. I have vertigo issues and dizziness issues anyway. And dysentery. I and dysentery issues. I can lay flat on my back and be like, oh, I'm getting spinny. And I don't drink anymore. Don't except drink for turpentine, anymore. which doesn't count because I didn't buy it as alcohol. I bought it as turpentine. A little workaround. Not many people know about that. It's like the gun show loophole. So it's not that you have a. I see. Okay. I don't think that you're just an alcoholic. I truly think you have a drinking problem because the way that you consume any beverage is concerning. And since most of what you drink is soda, uh, the yes. mass amounts that you consume any beverage is scary. Concerning. So. You are a, you have a drinking problem. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah, a literal drinking problem. I have an extremity problem in general. Like an extremity problem? Yeah, like I go extreme into everything. Oh, like was, if I'm into it. I was thinking of like your extremities. No, no, no. <laughs> you know that, like if I'm interested into something, the next day I'm like I've watched 42 videos on it. You're obsessed. It's all I talk about. It's all mm -hmm. I think about. It's anything that I do. Golf, skating. Like Speaking of which, I've been skating the skate park that is not quite open in this town yet. And I've been doing it every spare minute that I have. It, there are people working there. <laughs> yes. And it's mostly done. So it's not like you're doing things that you're not supposed to. No, they're fine with it as long as I do a little cleaning up too. Yeah. You so lend a hand, you get to skate your little heart out. So oh, I wonder when they're going to officially announce that it's open. I don't know, but it's going to be crowded then. But I'm loving that it's not crowded now. And I'm just getting this little sneak preview of it pretty much. And just a few of my friends who told me to go. I mean, it's not like I had the I had the in from the guy who had the in, luckily enough. And I could talk my way into situations. Give it to us. Hi, Alien Joe. How are you doing? My name isn't Joe. That's what I call you. I don't know what your real name is. You know I can't remember names. What? Does that mean you lobotomized me, Alien Joe? I'm just going to keep going with that since I don't know what your fucking name is. I asked you if you've lobotomized me. Oh, look at me being so doubtful, talking about lobotomies. Well, um, I don't remember. Please lay that name on me one more time. I don't remember that little beep, 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 beep at the end. And how am I supposed to say this name?
Alien Joe is just what I'm going to stick with. I'm a very disrespectful man. I've been told that before. You're going to find out in a future episode when I insult the guest and call them all plain, normal, simple people. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, what happened to Michelle? It's weird that she's not asking questions to the alien. Or do you take over like uh, that guy from Star Trek and Independence Day? Is that what's going on right now? I thought you were going to say from the butt. No, I saved the best for last. <laughs> well, great. I'm going to ask Michelle to come back so we can get this podcast to rolling. Thank you. It, good to see you. I hope I got it right. It's kind of like, I'm going to say it. Pronouncing a name you just don't know how to say. It's interesting to be taken over by something and be fully aware of everything that's going on. So you heard all of that? You knew what was going on? It all made sense to me. I have another question. Did you play Data in Star Trek? Me? Yeah. Wait, Powderface? I forgot that you call him Powderface. No. Ridiculous. But I watched in awe and admiration so welcome to couple of critics podcast i'm michelle i'm sam and speaking of powder face the topic on hand today is quite a powdery pancake makeup face man himself oh and i i made sure to get some notes there's a lot to talk about you can read otherwise you should probably turn this off and find a different thing to listen to so you can figure out how to get your shit together. Wow, there's probably teaching you to read videos, right? There's got to be. There's got to be something. I don't know how you'd find it if you don't know how, if you don't know what it says. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. All right, so uh, we are reviewing an album that I gave you with. Gave you with? This is going to be a fun day. It is a Sunday afternoon. I worked a half a day. Uh, I just feel fucking dead. You're in a glum, glum mood. Well, I'm I mean, you're not like sad. You're just no, and the, it's just ready so for rest. Gloomy outside, and I'm just. I I have perfect such day for skateboarding. Let a, me tell you, such a small amount of time before the week just starts back up again, and we've recorded two podcast episodes this weekend. So absolutely, I, it just doesn't really feel like there's been a full day of rest. Because yeah, also, I, I, I agree with you on that one, that, especially with my week. Partially, that's your choice as well. I know well. it's my choice. You but choose I still to feel live your life that way, like an insane person. Because you can't stop. You feel guilty if you're I not doing stop. something, even though there are things that you've agreed to do that you refuse to do because it's not fun to you. What did I agree to do? There's a roof over our heads. We're supposed to be working on the house oh. more. Yeah, it's not fun. One of the things I want to make sure, and I'm going to say it because I want to make sure it gets done, 
It's not going to be necessarily cheap, but it's not going to be crazy expensive. I want to replace the shutters because they look bad. The shutters? Yes, around the, the windows. black things around the windows? Yes, Sam. Okay. Is it just replacing those, getting some fresh ones, ones that don't have little like holes in them because they're like two how of them you, that have holes in them. How do you feel about them being pieces of plywood? That are painted you are black. Committed to being the trashiest <laughs> trash in the garbage can. Yes, yes, I am. But good news for you, I'm finally taking down the ramp. I don't know when. Uh, yeah, that hasn't happened yet. So good news for me is not existent until it well, actually the decision's happens. Decision's been made at least. Mm-hmm. It, it, until yesterday, but it was a. Uh, it was up forever. So what happens if I go out there with a sledgehammer and just start beating it? No, you got to take it apart screw by screw. I don't want to ruin it. I'm not just going to destroy it. That's harder to clean up. Now I can save the screws. But what do you do? I mean, how else do you get all the cat guts and bunny guts on the underside? I don't want cat guts and bunny guts. I want to save the cats and the bunnies. But the ramp is a home I know, for all of the animals. Which I can use the wood to make a different home for the animals. No, you need to use those hands and that time for... To uh, build a home for the animals. this AF. <laughs> All right. All right. So, yeah, I gave Sam an album. I'm excited about this a lot. I haven't... I don't think I've expressed any excitement to you about this. No, in fact, the statement you just made, I was like, really? I didn't understand you or didn't realize you were pumped. When I was a young teenager and was starting to buy my own music through like uh the cd by mail uh companies that columbia existed. record club as an example that and bmg yes BMG. I was, it was columbia house video for me and bmg music were the two that i was a member of but that's the thing if you bought something you would get a coupon from bmg to buy another album for like six bucks that's worth it Oh, absolutely. The, I, that's the thing. If you actually like played the game and did it the way you were supposed to, it was still a, a good way to do it. I mean, you were kind of stuck within certain record companies. Yeah. But, but still, most of those companies were putting out records that you wanted. Correct. And I wasn't able to drive. I didn't have a license or anything, so I couldn't go get what I needed. So having things sent to me, I didn't know it was my future, but uh, I loved it then and I love it now. I didn't know it was my future. Uh, so one of the things that I bought was a Little Richard Greatest Hits album. And I have loved him ever since. I've just always... Th I mean, I, he's not someone who's on the forefront where it's like, let's sing Little Richard. That's insane. <laughs> or... Uh, I see, And I've always been under the impression that you're not a fan but you saw him when you were younger, but that he's not someone that you're really into. Okay. So this is a reason why I've never really listened to Little Richard around you. But I'm excited to do this episode because I enjoy him very much. Okay. Well, I'll let you know. I fucking hate Little Richard. Well, I, I fucking hate every considering ounce that he Little Richard did say that he was he is the architect of rock and roll. Which, I mean, mo so many people, and we'll get to it specifically, but not only copied and, and did his songs, they copied his style, his singing style, everything. Like Paul McCartney. The thing that I like about Paul McCartney singing... Is when he goes... Is... <laughs> yeah, I love... I, I like what... It, he was clearly influenced by 
Um, so let's get started on this Richard Wayne Peniman album. Richard Wayne Peniman. Yes, this is his debut album. We'll start with Tutti Fruity, which I'm feeling a little Tutti Fruity right now. So, Sam. Yeah. What do you think about this? You want my real opinion of my little Richard journey and my little Richard tastes? Well, I will say first, to just get this out of the way on the top, this album was released early 1957. This was his debut album. This song was actually recorded in 1955 and released as a single. And then he was able to get what he needed to record an album based on having a successful single, which isn't really that different from how they do things now. Which, I mean, you can make whatever you want, but you can just put singles out and make singles. Radio hits back in the day. Yeah. Make this less than three minutes. Make it groove. Put it on the radio. So here's my real opinion and take on Little Richard. I completely understand that he's very, very, very important in rock and roll history. I understand that he's got soul for fucking days and charisma and just something special. You know, like there's certain people, even amongst successful like mu- artists, musicians, whatever you want to call it. There's even people within that that stand above the normals of that. Okay. And I understand that Little Richard is one of those as well. <laughs> He's the tree topper. He is. He pretty much is. He physically is the tree topper. Yeah, here's my only... Here's what it is about Little Richard. And it's an unfair thing because I listen to music that all sounds the same as well. For me... A lot of Little Richard is just almost the same song over and over and over again. But it's not a bad song. So I don't hate Little Richard at all. I don't dislike Little Richard. I can just listen to five Little Richard songs and I'm good to go. You know what I mean? It The shtick doesn't last that long for me. But I have seen him live and it was a great show. He was a very, very shiny individual wearing like a mirror jacket. And I love his aggressive voice. I love that that's not like a... He's not like a crooner. Mm-hmm. Like, there's parts of this album I'm that we'll hear screaming. later where he's like, he's not doing things correctly. <laughs> and you can hear he's just like gasping for breath. And he's just like, whatever it takes, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and I think he almost... It. I wonder if, he, if that woo is actually easy for him. And that might actually be like a break... For his like diaphragm <laughs> to get ready to sing some more, because he puts the woo in a lot. My guess is it's like when someone is doing an impersonation, and they have that thing that starts them off, and they sometimes have to throw that in again to reset. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. To get their like when voice you figure back. out a voice, like an impression, you just gotta Michael Caine. Yeah, like... and then yeah, so you just <laughs> it's have so to... funny. Most people is. I just have to say the name of the person I'm doing if they're doing an impression. <laughs> I'm blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I think I'm I'm obviously bullshitting, but what if that's his reset? I could see that, too. Oh, dear, my... The slap of the phlegm in your throat? Yeah, Um. I could see that. 
this has got to be a character of somewhat. I mean, he's very extreme. He's very over the top. If you watch Little Richard videos, his face is always like big smiles and like super animated eyes and like mm-hmm. super bulged out eyes. And he's like looking at you like, oh, whoop! <laughs> and trying to be as animated as possible. And when I said that earlier, I feel like I don't want people to misinterpret it that like I have any distaste for Little Richard. It's just, it's not my style of rock and roll. I was born in 1985. So it's like 30 years later and eight, 55 to 85 is a much bigger gap. I know it's the same amount of years, but it's a much bigger culture gap than 85 to like 2005, 15, 15 mm-hmm. would be 30 more years. What? From 85, 30 years would be 2015, not 2005. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 2015. I don't think there's as much like movement there as from the fifties. There to is the 80s. a lot though. There is a lot, but for me it's like I think there's more people listening to eighties music in two thousand fifteen than there are people in the eighties listening to fifties music. You never know though. But it's just not my like <clears throat> But I think it'd be fun as like a hoot nanny. It's almost next to like bluegrass it's to me. It's not a hoot nanny. He's a boogie woogie cl- queen. <laughs> He's a boogie woogie choo choo train. He is a boogie woogie man. So uh, this song um, is fantastic. But one thing that's really sad about Little Richard is that he pretty much had to scream for recognition because. People were covering his songs and getting much more airplay because really? they were white. Yes. I didn't know this. So there were... Are they doing like a tutti fruity, all rooty, so, a tutti fruity, uh, <laughs> whiten it up as much as possible? So tutti fruity has been covered by, because if you go, a lot of these songs do Pat have Boone. their... How... Interesting that you say that because because <laughs> Pat Boone did that to a lot of black artists. Pat Boone's success with "Ain't That a Shame," his next single was "Tutti Fruity," <laughs> markedly toned down from the already reworked Blackwell version. So, Jeez. so it was yeah. Um, so Pat Boone did a version. Elvis Presley did a version. The Beatles did a version. Oh yeah, I definitely know the, the Elvis <laughs> version. Hey, Michelle, remember this? Bro, 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 bro. It says here that uh, it's in the 90s, Paul McCartley. Paul McCartley? I love Paul McCartley. Uh, He's my favorite member of the Bleedles. The Bleedles. Ooh, (laughs) I wonder if anyone's been like, the Bleedles. Oh, the the Bleedles. You still said just Beatles. No, I think. <laughs> I, it, it was like bleh. <clears throat> it was weird. Um, Paul McCartney would sound check Tutti Fruity when he was oh, so he getting ready because then he's got to do his like scream, and then the technician knows that Paul's gonna get to hear volume wise, mm, man. But it says that he would not do the Elvis or Little Richard version. He would do the extremely laid back Pat Boone version. <laughs> Can I hear the extremely laid-back Pat Boone version? Yeah, I'm actually interested in this as well. This is going to end up being a longer episode than planned because of the stuff that's going to come out of this, but I think it's fine. Little Richard is a 
big thing in rock and roll history. There's going to be a lot of stories about this. Dude. I would think so. Here's Pat Boone, Tutti Frutti. <laughs> it's not far off from what I was making fun of. A Tutti Frutti. <laughs> this fence has been whitewashed. <laughs> My God. It's bad. He took all the soul out of it. He, if, the, if the song was a rag that was sopping wet with soul, Pat Boone came along and wringed it out as much as he possibly could. What a piece of shit. I think there was a Little Richard movie like that, Temptations movie on VH1. Okay. And I think that's where I'm remembering all this stuff. I think there was a section where he's like, Pat Boone selling on my records. Hmm. And I remember there's like a whole they talk about putting pancake makeup on. Okay. He did wear a lot of makeup. So that was the first single technically, even though it was added to the album when it was recorded later. Hey oh. kid, you got something. Let's make a full album. Let's put that song on it. We gotta make sure to sell this song again. Yeah. Uh, let's listen to the second track. It is True Fine Mama, which this was actually <laughs> Um, I guess I have to turn it up, but it's that same boogie woogie style. Yeah, it's boogie. That's what it is. It's just boogie. It's kind of like the blues for me. You're five love the it. blues songs, and I'm fine. I lo- I like it too. It's just but it has to be done certain ways, and yeah, I like oh, that his, shit rules his right there. Style. That, that piano thing that reminds me of uh, John Candy and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, yeah. uh, sorry, I couldn't pull it very fast. So this. Album has 12 tracks. Six of them were singles. This was the Good for sixth him. single. Just for him. And he, Especially at that time and for being a black guy. He released an album self-titled the following year. So he was releasing tracks up until it was time to release tracks from the next album, which is wild. Smart. Just constantly. Smart. Keeping yourself out there. That's the way to do it. I, that's the way it's always been done. It had to do it the hard way then. And unfortunately, sometimes quality not is not as important as quantity these days. It's really just constantly now? being in front of people's faces. Like, people still need a certain amount of quality, but... Yeah, it's called this podcast. It's just content, baby. Content. For all of the other things that we're doing? Huh? I'm just no. I'm making a joke that uh, we, we don't have quality. We're just content. Thanks. <laughs> it's my little self-deprecating. I know, and you deprecated. You defecated you, all over my heart. You deprecating. All right. So yeah, this, this song is not as much as happening. I, I mean, obviously. It's fine, but this is a little more of a background song for me, I would say. Okay. Even though he's screaming. This song is memorable because it made me laugh because hearing those guys in the background go, makes me laugh every time. There's not a song on this album that I dislike at all. I like all of them, but it just doesn't stand out as much as some of the other ones to me. It definitely makes your butt move. It makes my shoulders move. Yeah, I do that like... Almost get away with the. I'm gonna say it, the bat tootsie. Rootin' tootin'. Finger scooping. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. I've been finger scooped. Honey, honey, honey. That's real love. I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next song. Please this do. is the first ballad. <clears throat> Can't believe you want to leave. Now, all of these songs are all two something minutes long. So, radio length. It, they're just such nice little tidbits of songs and i i don't know i appreciate when songs were to the point just like when movies were edited more down to the point yes sometimes i think like restrictions certain restrictions help you create something better because you're like how can i make it the best possible within this and sometimes if you're let allowed to do everything that you want to fruition it's going to be ridiculous it's too and much too much mm-hmm. sometimes and you forget because you're in your head you know of course so you understand it as it's in your head and you like understand different angles everyone's gonna see what you do for face value at mm-hmm. first unless you explain it and should i have to be explained something to enjoy it mm-hmm. is kind of like my argument lately so I love that these like two and a half minute things. I love these Christopher Guest movies that we've been still watching because guess what, everyone? Michelle's still on the. Oh, he's adorable. Zaddy, in Zaddy every, Christopher Guest. Everything. He, he's adorable. <laughs> I remember when I had said I was remembering him, his character in Best in Show, and I was like, no, he wasn't attractive then. And then in every movie, I'm just like, oh my God, he's adorable. And he's like the most, he's one of the funniest people in all oh, of the movies. Every time. Every time. Like, he's just. And, but he's so low-key, so you don't see it coming, whereas Fred Willard was had such a big personality, oh, yeah. so you saw that coming. So all of his movies have been like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and you and I have been loving this hour and a half long stuff. Mm-hmm. All of my favorite movies are within like an hour and 20 to hour and 45 at the most. Usually, um... It's just a box, a box, not maybe creatively, but a box like... I don't know how to explain it. Like a lament configuration? Yes, it makes everything better. (laughs) So what do you think about this song since it is a ballad? Oh, I was going to say, it's funny that this is a ballad because it still feels up-tempo to me. Mm -hmm. And Little Richard's voice is still bleeding, it sounds like, as he sings. Oh, raspy and wonderful. (laughs) Yes. And I was going to say, that's a thing I've liked about, I think, Sam Cooke and like other uh, soul artists. Even when they're being smooth... There's still like this harshness that almost conveys how much of a man they still are. You know what I mean? Okay. While being sensitive and being like, I love you, girl. But sometimes there's still like a graggle in there that you're like, but I wouldn't fuck around with this guy. Like, he still might smack me if he needs to. Yeah. So I do uh, want, I don't know. No one knows why Little Richard died. Really? His family... Little Richard's death is a mystery? His family isn't releasing his cause of death. Unless this has been updated since the... What I read. How did little Richard die? A piano fell on him just like in the cartoon. Bone cancer. Never mind. They just weren't releasing it at first. (laughs) So I guess they eventually announced that it was bone cancer. I'm not laughing at the bone cancer. I'm laughing that you laid down this seed that I was like, No, and then I said, I might be wrong. I know. And I was like, well, it may have been updated since that fucking... I know, I know. But it was very funny that it started with no one knows. Well, it says that his family is not releasing the cause of death. That's weird to do that, especially when it's like... But maybe they wanted... Nothing crazy? I understand if it was like, he died because... 
He got fucked by a horse to death. Maybe we don't. And had bone <laughs> cancer. Release that. So they were just. I I just wonder if there were multiple things wrong with him, and they wanted to make sure they knew what his actual cause of death was yeah. instead of just saying. <clears throat> He died. He was struggling with these things. He was old. How old was he when he died? 87. 87? What mm-hmm. year? Uh, 2020. It was that recent? When he died. Jesus Christ. I would have said like 2012. No, it was much more recent than I, I expected. I would have gone rush on this. I would have said 2012. <laughs> yeah, the fact that uh, I'm going through these notes, the fact that it says that 2D Fruity was specifically, by the way, banned by many white-owned radio stations. Oh, fuck. And the, but then when white performers would do their cover versions, they would top the charts. Oh. Isn't that sickening? White people are the worst. <laughs> That's why it's so easy for me to hate Elvis Presley, because there's no way he didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. And people act like he did something so great, but he had a choice. Was he doing, in his head and in his eyes, was he... Was he like, listen, man, like an homage? people need to hear these songs. They're not going to hear them, so we, you need to give them to the people somehow. Or was he like, oh, this song rules. I'm going to capitalize on the fact that they're not going to play this on my radio stations. I think that it was probably more towards the first one. I don't think that he was doing it maliciously. But I think it ended that up being he malicious? was aware of what he was doing, and he enjoyed the fame. Yeah. And... And I think that that sucks. I don't know anything about Elvis, but any man that was born in his time, I feel like even if they're not like flat out racist, Mm -hmm. even still today, like even with me, there's like shades of slight, like not racism is like, I hate other races, just like racism as in like uncomfort in certain situations and areas, you know? Just because of the way you're raised and where you're raised and stuff. So Elvis, was he? What prejudices? What prejudices did he still have left that maybe he was like, or was he cool? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I know he worked with a lot of motherfuck sure. him and John Wayne is what I heard. <laughs> but didn't they take that back? That like they took it back for Elvis, but not John Wayne. Okay. I think. Well, fuck John Wayne. He's a piece of shit. I think John Wayne was would marry like. Women who were of other races, though. There's something where, like, but there are a lot of people who are racist, but they'll still I can't appreciate remember. their women. I can't remember. There's like some award show or something where, like, it was a woman. She may have been of a different race other than white, and like she was giving some speech about how, like, Hollywood was unfair to women or unfair to so i'm like i'm paraphrasing shit here but they had like hold john wayne back from going out on stage and like telling her to fuck off and stuff so like, i don't know anything about just this history of john wayne just being like a brash asshole and he played genghis khan that's right i said genghis i saw a video recently that um before i get on to the next song where so Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers were very popular back in the day, uh, doo-wop singers in the 50s. And they girls heard the song on the radio and they thought that it was great. They saw them per live, perform live for the first time and it showed the crowd and it was all these white girls who were like uncomfortable and just kind of like clapping along to go with it who weren't excited because they didn't know that he was black until he came out on stage. <laughs> where was the one white girl that was like yeah 
they're not all of them were Good. like that, but Good. a lot of them were like that. That's so weird. So that's a. Uh, it's just really sad. <laughs> it's really sad it's really to just weird. not really feel bad for these people who had the talent clearly because everyone wanted to emulate them, but right? for whatever reason, the color of their skin just omitted everything that was great about what they had to contribute <laughs> which and, and since people have been emulating their style and their culture forever ever uh the, the a, fact that there's not a more admiration in general is kind of odd it's some like weird willing ignorance to pretend like it's not there <laughs> it's sad all right let's move along to the next song ready teddy ready set go man go i got a gal that i love so i'm Hey, 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 I'm ready. All right, so white people who have covered this song. <laughs> we have Pat Boone, Buddy Holly, okay. The Tornadoes, Elvis Presley, Tony He's Sheridan. Elvis? Sorry, Tony what? Tony Sheridan and okay. others, making it something of a rock and roll standard. Why couldn't this be the rock and roll standard? It makes absolutely no sense. I mean, is it the standard now at least? I think he, looking back, he gets more respect than he He's did, but better. at the time, I think so. I mean, Little Richard is a staple of a name. I, it sounds like he had to do a lot of work to get there. <clears throat> and he had to pretty much tell people, I'm I'm the shit, and I'm the one who started this, and fuck you. Uh, so you said he pretty, it sucks that he pretty much had to scream to get the recognition. Now, did you mean literally, like... No, he had to always just talk about how he was the innovator and how he was the, okay, the starter like, of rock and roll. He had to like beat it in people's heads and say okay, it all the time. That's to what be you like, meant by Don't forget about me. I came before all these motherfuckers and they all wanted to be me. But I seemed to get I took pushed it under as, the rug. I took it as that and a literal. I have to scream on these songs like these motherfuckers can't. So they can't emulate this. You know what I mean? Like even if they want to sound like me, they fucking can't. So I'm literally screaming these songs. Well, people like Pat Boone didn't even try. Oh he my just god! Literally took a I syringe swear, and sucked the life out of that thing. I swear, there's a scene in this Little Richard movie where Little Richard like sees the Pat Boone record for sale in stores and it's selling out more, and he's like super fucking pissed. And I remember thinking then, like, yeah, fuck Pat Boone. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, I've seen Little Richard, like we said earlier. I don't have many memories of the songs themselves. I remember dancing with my mom and having a good time. I remember him in the middle of the stage playing a big piano. I don't remember what color the piano was, but I do remember... Probably white. I think it was. It probably was. I do remember that at least part of the show, if not the entire show, he was wearing some like jacket that was made of tiny mirrors. And there was like lights. sequins? Or it was actually made I like... I feel like it was square sections like a of disco reflective ball? mirror. Yeah, yeah. But made into a jacket. Okay. And I think it had like a black lapel lining. You know what I mean? Like a suit jacket. Mm-hmm. And lights in like a horseshoe configuration that all just beamed on him from like 260 degrees rotation around. And he was so fucking bright. It was like just radiating this shining man that would just like stand up and be like, he'd like play the piano and sit down for a second, but then he'd stand up and be like, oh, whoa! and then sit back down. But that's really all I remember. Other than the hoagies from the Richards stand, which was, I'm seeing little Richard and I'm buying hoagies from this place called Richards. And a little, you remember those 
uh, they were like square circle or square circles. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Steel circles. And there was three of them. And you'd strap in like this, like an X. And then they'd spin you. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. what you're talking about. I would do that like 15 times in one day. That was before the vertigo kicked in and I could handle shit like that. Uh, yeah, being a kid is definitely... <laughs> there are definitely things that happen that you take for granted because you have no idea that you're going to lose some of those abilities when yeah. you're older. It's not that people don't like... You hear older people say, I don't like roller coasters anymore, and you think it's because they think that they're like scary or something. And it's no, you just... Like, physically, no, your body I changes. I can't handle it. I yeah. don't know if I can't handle it. I would love to try a roller coaster again, but I'm almost positive... I'm if I if I can't lay down and not get dizzy, I'm kind of on the side of I don't want to stand in line for two fucking hours for something that's going to take ninety <laughs> seconds. Yeah, right. I'm just too impatient. Like that's like eight rides a day. Fuck you. I said to my coworkers the other day, I might be my mom now, and I'll be like, oh, my favorite ride is sitting down in the beer garden and reading a book. Oh, because oh. you're a baby. <laughs> Smooth sounding. I would love to know the recording techniques of this back in the day. I don't know if they had multi-track recording yet or if they were still doing that thing where you kind of record everybody in the room at the same time. It was the 50s, so you never know. I don't know. I think it's multi-track recording by 50s. So I originally sent you the album, which was the original sound, and it sounds so different. And that all just sounded the same. So I don't know if that has to do with mixing or... The fact that it was all just a flat, even sound. I'm not sure if, if it was multi-track recorded and they got access to the each individual track in each individual track, then they could beef up. <laughs> then they could beef up each individual track and uh, and then put it together and then remaster that as well and beef it up. But I don't know. I'm literally looking it up when was multi-track recording invented. Right now, it was developed in the late 40s. So I bet by now they're if they're in a major studio, they're using multi-track recording. But before this, you had one microphone, or maybe they had like you could do multiple inputs and set it apart. But there I bet was he a would time have had his own microphone for his vo- vocals, and then the music would have been mic'd yeah separately. But even before that, they would have to use one microphone, and they mm-hmm. would like put the singer in the front, yeah, the bass player next, the guitar player after, the drummer in the back because they're the loudest. Mm-hmm. So, um, and now you can just buy a little box that sits over there and plug in sixteen fucking microphones at once, and make all sorts of shit that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's also the problem with not having the time to really hone on what you're doing and and things be, I don't know, have like a deadline and just be like, I'm going to do whatever I want, however I want to do it, which you could still just kind of get blurbs of things. Yeah. Or you just get these long, drawn out, overthought pieces of shit. Well, there's also a theory that a lot of people bring up that before you had to pay someone and you had to go book time and you had to make your time count. So your songs were rehearsed. They were written already. Unless you worked for a studio and you were renting a studio to write songs. Mm-hmm. But like most bands first albums and stuff, which is why most bands first albums are the best mm-hmm. is because they wrote those songs and worked on them for four fucking years yeah. and were ready and went in and had an energy to it. And then the second album, they're like, what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> so and how do we recapture? Yeah. The, and it's not it, it's not even what we did as much as people liked the first album so much 
Now, how do we recapture that whole spark? How, how do we make something new but still keep the fans and not alienate that? It's a very hard thing to do. The only person who did it is Slayer and Motorhead. But I was going to say, and then I'd say compared to now, did it too. compared to now, you can you can sit in your room and make as many fucking songs as you want, which means it doesn't demand a certain quality. But, you know, just like anything else, certain people will rise through the muck. It's just that there's going to be maybe in the 50, the 50s, there was only 20% muck and 80% good. Now it's like 80% muck, 20% good. <laughs> Right. I'm in the muck, baby. I I completely accept I'm muck. I'm muck. I By the way, I wanted to tell you, this album is so much more fun listening to with you. Oh, nice. So, you know how a lot of times back in the day, especially when they would release a single, there would be an A-side and a B-side? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine of the songs were actually technically released in some sort of single form because there are A-sides and B-sides out of 12 tracks. So, Ready Teddy was the second half of a it was the b-side and then we're going to listen to one more song before we take a break this was the b-side to another single i'm pretty sure you're probably going to recognize it here's a song called uh slipping and sliding peeping and hiding this song fucking rules this is this classic classic rock and roll beats so He's a little toned down here. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a silkier voice than he lets on when he's screaming. So this was written by a handful of people, but one of the songwriters, they actually recorded a version of this in 1955, but it was called I Got the Blues for You. But it was the same lyrics? Yeah. Well, no, it says that he wrote new lyrics and adapted the song under that name or under the name I'm Wise. Hmm. So it was called I Got the Blues for You. He turned it into I'm Wise and it was released by the Apollo label. Richard recorded it the same year, changed the title to Slip It and Slide In. And then there were apparently several versions recorded by them over time as well. So it was just a, uh, it was big for them. So cover versions, we have Dickie Pride, The Rivingtons, Buddy Holly. You better believe the Beatles covered this. Elvis. Johnny Winter. Johnny Winter? Mm-hmm. Otis Redding, uh, Billy Craddock, Shaken Stevens. Like, it uh, looks like this one has been covered probably the most. Which is weird because I don't think, I wouldn't think that people would want to touch certain Cult songs. Cult of Trantor covered this song too. Artists. <laughs> this seems like it would be a really difficult song to want to cover. I guess any songs by him would be hard to tackle. On a certain age group, you're just like, no, I want to do this classic. This is what they grew up with. Like at a certain age, but not like Buddy. So Buddy Holly's probably like. What, like 12 listening to this shit? No, it was pretty... It was relative in time. It was within a decade. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. I have trouble... I have trouble relating other artists' time to other artists. Let me see when... If it says when Buddy Holly's... 
And there's a few people Buddy that claim to start rock and roll. It came out posthumously on an album in the uh, in nineteen sixty three. I mean, it sounds like this. <laughs> it's probably less enjoyable than the Little Richard version. There's really no doubt about that. Um, Buddy Holly inspired an entire nerd look that has lasted. It's become like forever hipster yeah, look. It's never gone away. It's been. It's it, actually yeah. It's been throughout history yeah. and different. Like in the eighties, like kind of like nerd punks. And, yeah, and just nerds. It just and, it just changes who adopts the look. Mm-hmm. But the look stays because uh, what's his fucking face adopted it. Ooh, 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 Rivers Cuomo. Yeah, exactly. He looks just like Buddy Holly. Oh, mm. uh, oh, and you're Mary Tyler Moore. Definitely not, unless she. Just run into the bagel shop on her way to work. She's going to make it after all. All right, so we're going to take a little break. That's Laverne and Shirley, isn't it? No, it's Mary Tyler Moore. Is it? Okay. Somebody using a toilet? What's going on here? This is a rubber ducky featuring Little Richard by Sesame Street. Oh, thank God. We'll be back. <laughs> I want to hear a lot of this. Welcome to Who Said That Shit? Uh, hey, hey. Yeah. I don't know what this is going to be. I'm excited. All right. So <laughs> Sam is in the dark. You're going to figure this out pretty quickly. I have a little game for you to play today. And uh, this is called, like I said, and like you've probably heard, Who Said That Shit? Who Said That Shit? All right. So I am going to give you... Some quotes from two different people, and you're going to tell me. I'm going to give you one at a time, but two different people, and you're going to tell me which one is which. Are you ready to do this? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to be giving you quotes by Little Richard, of course. All right. And Paul Lind. So you are going to tell me between... Richard and Lind, uh, okay. which one said this? I feel like I'm going to get 100%. <clears throat> we'll see. Here we go. A closet full of wire hangers can be the most dangerous place in the world. <laughs> What's that even mean? I thought it was an abortion joke at first, and then it didn't happen. Uh, that is Little Richard. All right. That is incorrect. Damn that is Paul Lind. <laughs> All right. If you hear pitter-patters, that's because a dog wants to play and is running through the house. And she also wants to play. Who said that shit? (laughs) All right. Number two. Someday I'm going to go on stage in a dress if I want to. That's Little Richard. All right. 
That is incorrect. That what is also <laughs> Pauline. God damn it. I guess I should have known he was oh, a religious man. So he wasn't confident gonna... coming I'm in. I'm hundred percent at getting all of them wrong. <laughs> uh, wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I thank God for making me a man. Paul in. <laughs> no, it's little. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> were you thinking I was going with an angle of giving you only all Paul? No, I was thinking like Paul Lynn is so happy that he's a man and gets to like look at other men and, and be like, you know, super happy <laughs> being in a man's world. All right. I was always my own person. God damn it. This is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Confidence is being taken down a notch or two. I think this is little Richard. This is Little Richard. Hey, I got one finally. You sure did. All right. Well, we're about halfway through this because I came up with many because I thought this was going to be fun. (laughs) I was obsessed with being rich and famous. Little Richard. Paul God damn it. You got one, right? You're you're not totally getting skunked here. But I wanted to be 100% either wrong or right. If I had to live my life over, I would want to be a man. This is kind of like the one from earlier. And that one was Little Richard. And now I don't know if you're flipping around on me and making it Paul Lynn. I'm saying Little Richard. You are correct. Yeah, he loves talking about being a man. You have no idea. There are many weird quotes about, about him being happy that he is a man <laughs> <laughs> why is he so happy about I being a man don't have any idea all right here's another one i love tanya tucker and i love country what? music what little richard you got it brother yeah. You're coming. it's these uh, i said brother these brother <laughs> brother don't hulk me <laughs> these little richard uh facts are, or quotes are coming through for they're, you they're facts they're verbal facts all right I can't even get three weeks off to have cosmetic surgery. Little Richard. Paul Lynn. Damn it. What's Paul Lynn need cosmetic surgery for? He's a TV man. He's got to keep his uh, keep his little turkey neck tight. A little turkey neck tight. All right. Mothers don't want to pinch me or put me in their purse. Little Richard. Paul Lynn, baby. Damn it. You've gotten three little Richard, I right? I know, but it's not We have enough. one more. I at least want to go out I think a, you're going to get on this one right. Here. Are you ready? Yes. Elvis may be the king of rock and roll, but I am the queen. Sam, who said that's, that shit? That's definitely uh, Paul Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> that's little Richard. Oh, that's little I Richard. Think you, I think you might mention it in this episode people are listening to. I've felt familiar. I've not said that. Or I read episode. it or something. You may have read it. But uh, that's about it, Sam. So you, it. you did, I did terrible. No, you got uh, 40%. It's not passing, but you did great. I now, you had no idea what was coming. Now I need you to read them all back to back, but in the voice of who said it. <coughs> Do not subject people to this. <laughs> Make it done. Make it. Why, Bob, blue, Bob, I thank God for making me a man. 
<laughs> All right, All Sam. Right. Good job. I had fun. I don't know how you felt about it because you said it was supposed to be fun, but I had fun. Yeah, I thought it was a great good time. time. And it, All right. Did you know that whether you win or lose, you get a kiss on the pecker? Oh, really? Yay! Do I have to clean it? Yeah. Oh, boo, boo. All right, Sam, you did a great job. No, I didn't. Playing the game of. <laughs> Who said that shit? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but was this part of the. Casper movie starring Christina Ricci. No, I don't believe so. Or was this part of an animated Casper movie later? It's just it, it's part of a various artists. It's Halloween album. Oh, it just, it's a it's a collection of things. Gotcha. So I don't know what this is actually from, honestly. It's from his heart. That's where it's from. It was probably like the TV theme show song. I'm a friend of ghost. Maybe it was the no new idea. version where they're all 3D. Let's hope. I don't like that stuff. I know I'm being a crotchety, grumpy old man, but you don't like when actual 2D, bands do. No, a 2D cartoon, a 2D, not 2D, a 2D cartoon compared to a 3D cartoon. You know, like when they take Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and make them like Pixar looking. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Yeah, I agree. Like Garfield, do not like it. Mm-hmm. Give me I don't that know if 2D the show's Garfield. Good, but I, yeah, I want flat images. I want to see faded pencil lines. These are the things that I want to see. These are the things that Sam wants to see. These are the things that I want to see. And please give it to me, Little Richard. Little Richard. So in uh, 1962, and uh, a sweet little little Richard. He was married. He was uh, successful, and he was arrested for a homosexual encounter in a bus station restaurant. It led to his divorce, and and uh, his return to performing. I guess. Yeah, wasn't he like a pastor for a little bit? Well, there are different things about that because uh, he he was raised very religious. Yeah. And it says that he did actually, um, I guess he took a break for a while and then he decided to start r- doing stuff again after um, he was arrested for being gay, which is really sad. Is he actually gay? Yes. I didn't know that actually came out. Yeah. So it says that he <sighs> did. I, I do want to say, though. He did put um, a band together that included Jimi Hendrix, <laughs> but he later fired Jimi Hendrix when he was late for a bus. So it's... <laughs> I fired Jimi Hendrix for being late to a bus. So by the mid-70s, before we get back into this album, because I think that this is interesting information, Richard was battling a $1,000 a day cocaine problem. Oh, my God. And once again abandoned his musical career. He returned to religion, selling Bibles and renouncing homosexuality. For more than a decade, he vanished. Oh, my God. And then he came back. He was quoted saying, if God can save an old homosexual like me, he can save anybody. But by the end of his life, did he accept that he was gay? I believe so. Okay. But what a horrible struggle to have to go yeah, back and forth. Man. 
people are what a rough life in general like raised in extreme religion from what i'm picking up and then work your craft i'm sure even making this music is making your family like what devil music Mm -hmm. and then which he probably learned his gift of singing in church it did say he did that yeah yeah okay and then so then he goes and he finds his own craft that people like but gets stolen from him because <laughs> they don't want to play his versions but the songs are obviously good they just don't want you to do the songs yeah. that you wrote it's fucking mind-boggling and then i'm sure he gets tired of that shit and then maybe a drug problem i don't know and then stops again the first time and then be is himself with somebody and then gets caught and then gets in trouble for that and then goes back in a slump i've said when the whole time he could have just been himself I've said many Sucks. times when it comes to music that I was born in the wrong time. However, I'm really glad that I was born in a later time when the idea of being racist is stupid as fuck to me. Yeah. And just doesn't really make sense. And every time I hear stuff, I'm just like, why? And I've been around racist people my whole life. And I'm just like, what is wrong with you? Because mm-hmm. it's just like... I don't know. I just think it's dumb as fuck. That's all I could really say. It makes no sense. So it, being in a time when even if your family didn't believe in it, but that was just the way the world worked, which it still does, but even more directly in your face like it did, just because people really didn't give a shit. And that would have been really hard. Just really hard. And then being, oh, and then a lot of people would call you like an N-word lover if you, if you, like, if you like defended them. When someone was like being shitty to them, it's really fucking awful. Absolutely awful. Hate it. Let's get back into this little Richard album and let's have some fun with <laughs> Buggy Woogie. With, uh, with a fantastic single, Long Tall Sally. Got that, he's got that whale. Is this the one where he gets really winded? Uh, it might be. But man, it's not as fast. I'm not sure. Sometimes it sounds like it's painful to sing like Little Richard. <laughs> not there. Right there, it sounds serene and beautiful. I don't know that it's the song. And this is an era of... Excuse me. The song fucking rules. <laughs> this is an era of recording where it's hard for me to pick up instruments. You know how I'm usually like. <laughs> I tried so hard to not be affected by your yawn and it got me. Continue. Uh, you, you know how usually I try to pick up and be like, ooh, the tone of the blah, blah, blah is great. It's hard for me to pick up tones in this style of music. It's okay. all, it all sounds so overblown. Like the microphone sounds like it's distressed on each instrument that it's recording. So everything's got an edge. And I was going to say it earlier, I think, I wonder how much of Little Richard's aggret, like, grit sounds come from, comes from overbearing the microphone. And maybe the microphone was just, it's the best we've got right now. It's just going to sound like that. And maybe if he did it on a new microphone, he'd still have a, an aggression, but I don't know if it had that, like, sometimes it has a, a blown out sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's like, blo- uh, Hurting the speaker and his throat. You want to know who did uh, popular covers of this song as well? Sure. Elvis. Surprise, surprise. The Kinks. Okay. 
and the Beatles. All God right. damn, Beatles. <laughs> Talk about appropriation. Some lads from Liverpool dipped into a certain pool of their own to regularly get some soul. Chuck Berry, Little Richard, they were into all that shit. So Chuck Chuck Berry's way later than Little Richard, right? It's got to be. No, I don't think or so. Or is it like four years? So that's the thing. If like Little Richard and Chuck Berry are at the same time, then is Chuck is Little Richard the architect of rock and roll? Well, people were really emulating Little Richard way more than Chuck Berry, I think. But it, let me see. Since we did we did do a Chuck Berry album, but I'd like to actually see 1957. So the same year. But I would Are we ca- saying he's the architect because like you just brought up because more people took his style I think and so. made that general rock and roll? Yes. I think that he influenced the genre. I think Chuck Berry influenced guitar players more, where Little Richard maybe influenced the masses more. Whereas the song styles, the yeah. singing styles, like I think a lot came from him. I think it is true when he talks about like Paul, or when I've read like Paul McCartney and Mick Jagger and people who. Like my guy was Little Richard. A heavy <laughs> influence because they grew up listening to that music that their parents listened to, or that was their music back I think in it was the day. Their music, yeah, yeah. It's what they. It's what they grew up as teenage boys to. That's where they got their aggression was Little Richard. And now you listen to bands like Cattle Decapitation. <laughs> I, I sure do. All right. So this, oh, yeah. Michelle loves Cattle Decapitation. This next song was another B-side on a single. Here is Miss Anne. Oh, Miss Anne. It's just a different style. Like his ballads are still very interesting and exciting. Like, it's slower, but it's, I don't know, I'm, I like it. I, I think that there aren't any songs that are supremely weak, in my opinion, on this. No, there's not a skipper at all on this album. Um, do you think, I would love to get prime little Richard in like his 23 years old. And get him on a microphone doing like a Cannibal Corpse song and see what happens. So I think the same mechanics are there. I have a feeling he might disagree with the lyrics. Being a religious boy. Yeah, I know. I put all that aside. I would just love to hear his grit. Would you want those like, oh, those like, those woo and things that that come into sometimes? I guess what I'm saying is I think guys that sing like this could easily figure out how to scream and growl without hurting their throats because they're already doing a grit and aggression with their throat. I don't know if they're not hurting themselves, but I think it's, it's not right next door to it, but I think this aggression and style of vocals leads to indirectly growling and screaming because you're using the same mechanics in your throat to like belt and do stuff. You're just adding this vocal grit and distortion. Now you can do it wrong and fuck yourself up. Like I've said a million times. Yeah. So like like someone like Janis Joplin, they are so close to just—it's a scream. I wonder, and I thought when you were saying that, people like Otis Redding as well. Yes, they didn't live long enough to know how that affected their, yeah. their voices. 
they died That's young. a very good point. So who knows what that would have turned into. Yeah. Maybe he had like throat cancer by the time he's 42. Just and they all smoked like notes. motherfuckers, right? Oh, yeah. Little Richard a smoker, you think? I don't know. He would have been surrounded by people smoking. All of the people I just kinda assume everyone pushing the buttons were smoking for sure. Oh, my God. And yeah, when he was drinking and doing cocaine... Probably, I, he was. I, he probably had although I burning drank, things in his hands. And I did some cocaine, and I've never smoked. But uh, this is a new age. Uh, not not tobacco, but <laughs> you can't act like you weren't smoking, and that the you didn't want to constantly do that. All right, let's move on to the next song, please. Oh, <laughs> uh, why? <laughs> but because. I want to get this podcast up so I can go back to the skate park. This is one of the, it looks like it's going to, maybe, I don't know if it's going to do anything, but it doesn't look very outdoor friendly. Uh, this song is one of the few that aren't associated with any singles. Oh, really? Not a single, not a B-side. What's this called again? I might have missed it. Oh, question mark. Oh, why? Oh, wait, you already said this to me. Yeah, that's right. It's the same song. I like this little It's almost like performative I would say Like in a different way That he's obviously performing But it's almost Like more storytelling-esque It's almost jazzy Like yeah Like it has More to it poetry almost to it And I I think it's interesting Even when he's got the softness He's got the softness he does these little things that it go in there. And it's still oh, like, oh, why? It's almost like a, a so good. Prince almost does that. Because mm. it's those, you know, it says things. Yeah. Weird little ends. I never. Oh, Prince even had the same mustache. I never got the Prince <laughs> thing. The Prince thing has never made sense I to me. I think you had to be there then. I guess so. But it's also that, I don't know that if that's supreme androgyny yeah. that I'm yeah. not You're into. Not into it. I like a man, but that doesn't mean I couldn't have liked his music, but I just, I think most of his music just doesn't hit me, but I do like some of his songs. He has like a handful of songs that I can get down on. Pussy Control? It's definitely one. <laughs> I remember uh, a student, a fellow student named Sam, uh, we'll call him Sam Gold for yeah, now. Sure. <laughs> I'm going bronze. <laughs> All right. So just you guys figure it out just, by what we're not saying. Just don't go silver. Anyway, silver and gold. Uh, he told me, he was the first person who ever told me about the song Pussy Control by uh, Prince. So anytime anybody brings up, which is just basically you, brings up Pussy Control, uh, all I can think of is Sam Bronze going like this. Pussy control. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I've never heard the song in my life. You're a fucking liar. What a weird sound already. Oh wait, there's gonna be some female speaking. Pussy control. He would touch my leg and do that. Oh wait, maybe control. that's not this song. I might be it's taking a goddamn like fireman a... going on. Oh yeah. Like. I thought there was a lady talking. What is she saying? Prince. Prince has pussy control. Uh. Uh. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. 
Boys and motherfucking girls. <laughs> this is your captain with no name speaking, and I'm here to rock your world. Oh, is this when he's a symbol? Uh huh. Yeah. But everyone still calls him Prince. Your brain, pussy control. Pussy control. This song is fucking insane. It's hilarious. And yeah, this song is great. <laughs> I, the, when I think of Prince, I think of him telling a story about George Clinton. And he's like, George and I were collaborating on a song. And he said he wanted to work with me. And he sent me a letter that said, here, I'll pee on it. You pee on it and send it back. <laughs> I'm not going to kiss your face. It smells like piss. Is what Chuck Berry said to a woman after pissing in her mouth. Uh, Chuck Berry just watched people pee. No, and then he said, he said, come here, and he said, give my asshole a kiss, and then he farted in her face. <laughs> 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 oh my god. Pussy good job. Did you say pussy good job? Oh, I thought you were saying like a name like. Pussyka Joe. Hi, I'm Pussyka Joe. Vote for me on Indiana Senate. I'm just looking underneath you right now. Seeing a beautiful cat. I see. Well, no, I do see this beautiful cat because he's rubbing around. That's my best friend, Paul. Hi, Paul. Um, I'm looking at all the dirt that you track through the house that is underneath your feet right now, all over the floor. Skate park dirt. It's good for us. You track so much shit around this house. I barely leave Hi, the Paul. house, so it's not me. Hi, sweet Paul, baby. Oh, you're just the cutest, sweetest little boy. Oh, my God. I hope. Oh, you probably can't see this on camera, but it would yeah, be amazing. You'll see him. He's rolling around on his back on the table <laughs> <laughs> and just being the cutest little thing. I adore this cat very much. You want to listen to some little Richard, Paul? You can hear this, I'm sure. Um, we're going to rip it up here. Are you ready? <laughs> All right. Yes, I'm ready. So this was actually a single, and this was the A-side where Ready Teddy was the B-side. Okay. I like this song. I like having a cat on the table that we can pet while we podcast. <laughs> this needs to be an every podcast type of thing. I didn't expect he would stay after you picked him up, so that's really surprising. Um, this, style of, this era and style of rock and roll is very saxophone heavy. That also might be why it's not totally my bag, because the saxophone is not my favorite instrument. That makes sense. So, like, I've never been a fan of those big, like, especially, like, schmaltzy love saxophones. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where it's, like, like careless whisper. That kind of fucking well, saxophone. That's, that's that's pure like. Well, yeah, I'm saying that's the worst. That's disgusting. Yeah, but even this, even this saxophone tone isn't my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. But that being said, I would love to have a saxophone player in a band with me. This asshole is just right. <laughs> it's just pointing right at the camera. We're Ooh, getting get flagged. I'm gonna have to put a little flower over it. Look at that cat hole. This cat isn't, people hole. aren't gonna see this. Oh, it's going to be a Paul Supercut. There should be. That boy. So this anyway. song is actually surprisingly hasn't been covered by white people that I can see. I guess this one was a little too Good jazzy. Good for us Caucasians, finally. It was a little too jazzy for us. It's fun. Like a little drum beat I don't know why this wouldn't be covered. It's just as upbeat and fun as every other song. I have no idea. 
but it's nice that they didn't take all of the Little Richard songs. Every song does seem like it's like a little party, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah, like it you can feel seems... the actual energy. You can feel the bop in the room. Maybe that's part of why he needed all that cocaine. Because he has to transfer that energy onto tape. Has to come from somewhere. <laughs> Especially if you're touring and just night after night, it's really hard to manufacture that. It's a scary time to be doing that much cocaine. It's scarier now to be doing cocaine because it might have fentanyl in it. Uh, Okay, I was thinking legally. You know what I mean? And especially as a black guy. Still just as illegal, I would just say. I mean, he'd be... but yeah, he was famous. Yeah, but you can't smell cocaine like you can like weed or something. A dog can. A dog, but if you walk onto a tour bus that has cocaine stashed somewhere it's not gonna be smelly like we i would just put it in the sugar container and just label it sugar it looks different flour then powdered sugar baking powder depends what it looks like i guess i guess depends how much it's cut (laughs) or just put it in the baking soda box oh but think how pure the cocaine was then That's why I think it was better. <laughs> Absolutely. That's why I think it's scarier now because it's going to be cut with so it's many things. It's scarier now that you might die easier. Yeah. It was scarier then legally. Because <laughs> now you'll do some time, but you can get that shit off. You can get your feet back up. It seems like then you're going to jail for 25 years for two joints. So what's going to happen when you've got fucking three eight balls of coke on you? I don't know. And did they call them eight balls then? What did they call them? Probably eight balls. Can I get a quarter ounce, because sir? It had That's to not an eight deal ball. with the the weight. Isn't that what it has to do with? Is it is it eight ball eight grams? Something like that. I, I, don't, I don't remember. I don't uh, know coke weights. I just know eight ball. Yeah, I just and I don't know how much it weighs. <laughs> no, I, I'm sure I could figure it out by doing a quick little Google search, but I'm sure not going to. Nope. Uh, let's move along. We just have a couple more songs left. This one was also a single. This was the. Uh, a side to Miss Anne. Here's Jenny Jenny. This is the song, I think, where he is uh, trying to say a lot of words. Oh, yeah, this is it. Yeah, because right here would typically be backup singers doing that part, but he's doing both parts. I wonder how, I wonder if this is like super live or something. Doesn't sound like it. Doesn't. Okay, he's talking about spinning on that dick right here, right? I heard, oh, it's Jenny Jenny. So maybe his nickname is Jenny Jenny. Oh, oh, okay. You're going that way. I was thinking. I forgot he was gay. <laughs> oh. Well, he was married to a woman, so I... Ah, his beard, huh? I, I guess he was able to at least fake it, or maybe he's bisexual. That could very well be. But he's pretty flaming, so... Whatever he wanted to do, I guess. Prince was pretty flaming, too, and he had that pussy control. But I think he may have also been bi. Good for him. Put a dick in your mouth. Go for it. Why not? I mean, I'm not going to, but go for it, other people. We're going to see a comedian that I love very much here in... uh, Actually, two comedians, one weekend after another, and they've both definitely put dicks in their mouths. Definitely. And both willing to talk about it a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything. Right here. I know he's trying to like sound a little bit that way. It's also the end of the song. But he's also like. <laughs> I bet he's happy this is only a two minute long song. But it is very odd to hear someone do 
the main and backing vocals yeah. right next to each other. And not even at the same two time. different takes, you know, like no. <laughs> um, if all your songs are two minutes and thirty seconds and you have to play a forty minute set, imagine how many songs you have to play. It's like twenty. <laughs> It's, Just for a 40 minute set. Yeah, there might be some uh, interaction with the crowd too, but probably not very much. Uh, at least 14 songs. That's so many. But uh, yeah, I guess people were also pumping out albums every year. So there and, were songs. And then you could just go, here's a classic, and you just play like I some, just someone else's cover. song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have one more song. She's Got It. This was yeah, also baby, she's got it. a single because, my God, most of the album was released. He was a virtuoso in the rock and roll. I found out today. I already knew that kind of, but it's it's crazy when people have so many like hit singles. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, every, every song you ever made was a hit? But with Little Richard, he's like, well, yeah, but I wrote the same chord progression every fucking time. So I guess this was This was in the movie The Girl Can't Help It And it says that The number was sung on film by Little Richard While Jane Mansfield's character Went to the powder room So he actually Was in a movie At this time? Yeah I I didn't know if this movie was in the 50s I love that part the girl can't help it. Yeah, it's 1956. Gotcha. So it was technically before this album even came out. Oh wow! So he was on camera singing the song, even though I'm sure he was just mouthing along, lip syncing. But still, he was in a movie performing the song. To do all of that before actually releasing your first album. I don't know. In the 50s, are they lip syncing, or is he just going? No, you're doing it live. <laughs> We're recording. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I love that part where he's like. It sounds like he got scared or there's a ghost in the room. I'm giving you the heebie-jeebies. It's funny that he... Oh, there's a ghost! I I already said it earlier, but it had to be so easy for him to hit that. He just probably had like this nodule in his fucking throat that was just like, ew. That was just like beat in there over and over again. Then he could just hit that without no problem. Always playing with his vibrato. He just rubbed his face on it. I thought a cow was getting ready to tear down the whole goddamn camera system. Well, he is a little rambunctious baby, so we'll see what happens. He's adorable. He's a little tenderoni. That's what I like to call him. You call him my little pepperoni boy. And I'm like, stop talking to my tits. And I'm like, he's a little I call them my pepperoni girls. What's up, my pepperoni girls? How you doing? Good. And the other one? Great. Atta girls. Now sit on Papa's lap. And I'm Michelle's vagina. And I sound like this. I've never been harder than my entire life. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is the album. We are at the part of the podcast where it is. Oh, it says here that there's a possibility of snow. 
I guess that makes sense as to why the clouds look the way they do Fuck and the day looks shit. the way that it does. You're not going to stop me. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. So uh, let's get ready and do this. It's question time. Questions. I guess that's the problem with getting frames versus it just being a piece of paper taped to the wall is that you can actually hit it and knock things off. Yeah, but the paper's safe. <laughs> God, you are such a uh, clumsy fuck. Clumsy man, a clumsy, clumsy man. So, I'm a clumsy man. Clumsy, clumsy, clumsy man. Clumsy man. Clumsy why did I choose this? I have no specific reasoning. Little Richard, is he's just always been around. Is someone I, like I said, didn't know if you liked it, so I thought it would be interesting to throw something that could potentially be kind of eh mm-hmm. into the ring. Um, so I did think when I gave this to you that you weren't honestly looking forward to it. I thought that you may think that it's easy, but that you thought it would just be like a whatever throwaway sort of episode. What was your judgment prior to actually listening to this? I thought it was going to be easy. I just think. I was very aware of Little Richard and his sound. I knew what I was in store for. I didn't know how many songs I was going to have to listen to. And that was like, the. if there was like any wondering, it was that. But other than that, it was... 12 two-minute long songs. Yeah. So four <laughs> <Nothing>. songs. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's like 24 minutes right yeah. there. It's so... It's a punk album. It's very short. Um, do you know how many times you listened to uh, this? Four. Three originally, because we were supposed to record last weekend. Failed that, and then we were supposed to record on Monday. I said no, and then, uh, yes, I had to get ready for this one. And then we had to record out of order. (laughs) Yep. So the, what we're going to say we're going to, is coming next week, was recorded yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But that's fine, because it's still coming out to you that way. So I listened to this five times. Your least favorite song, I think that you probably... I'm going to say, because it's the only one that you really said something about in a negative way, I'm going to say Jenny Jenny, because that's the one that he seems like he's almost tripping over himself at one point, <laughs> that uh, he's just saying so much that you think he maybe could have said less. So that's just, that's my guess, Jenny Jenny. What's your least favorite song? That is not my least favorite song. I'm trying to find the goddamn album because I can't remember what the song's called. But there's 88 versions of this. Here we go. Um, what's the more ballady one? There are multiple. I think it's the first one. Is it? Can't, can't believe, believe you, you want to leave? leave? Yeah. Oh man. I can't believe you want to leave. Yeah. This one. I'm not big into this. I think now he may have started this, but this is like, especially by now, just like run into the ground chord progression. It's also kind of a classic old movie, like school dance sort of sound Absolutely. that a lot of songs would sound like this. So maybe it just isn't special to you. It's not. It's not that it's necessarily terrible, just not. 
there's, for you. There's no real song that sounds like this that I truly enjoy, like by any artist. Even like Zappa even can traffic in this, and I'm just like, nah, it's not, it's not for me. I think for me personally, his voice makes it way better than if someone with not this much animation would do. But uh, I understand. Agreed. It's if it was some. Yeah, done by somebody with not so much like aggression and grit in his voice, it could be even more of a dollard <laughs> for me. Okay. I uh do you have any idea what you think Riley's favorite song no, is? No, I don't. Like I do not have a good guess. Um I honestly don't really either because I don't dislike any of the songs. And even songs like that that I thought I wouldn't like, I thumbs it up on the second listen that song i was just like i do enjoy this this is this is good to me i'm, I'm just gonna throw out miss ann what is miss ann oh, I have to or turn it back true up. fine mama true fine mama no um, I think I think I'll go with Miss Anne. All honestly, right. I, I think I'll give that to you because I don't really know. But I don't feel like the this is the one wouldn't stand out to me as much, honestly. So I think that's fair. Uh, who cares? Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, your most favorite song? I feel like this is gonna be also very hard. Because I don't know what you have even really responded to. I don't feel like there's any song that you've been like, yeah, I really like this song or anything. But I'm going to say for shits and hilarities, we're going to go with Tutti Fruity. Because you're a little Tutti Fruity. Uh, here's the thing. Some of the most of these a handful of these songs, it's like. In my opinion, it's just like... One and the same? One and the same. It's the same chord progression. It's just, is this in A or is this one in B? And whose name is he saying? Or what's the topic of this one? Okay. That's basically the difference. I think the one that gets me moving the most and gets... This, I'm going to go with makes me move the most and gets stuck in my head the most. Okay. Is it slipping and sliding? Yes, absolutely. Uh, slipping and sliding. That was my second guess. This slipping and sliding. That just gets stuck in my head easily. And it's doing the Jerry Lee Lewis things that I do like in piano rock and roll. And he gets very animated in his singing style with this. Slipping and sliding, people that hide and won't be a fool. No, like it's just all over the fucking place. And this is the song that he's got both voices. He's doing an aggressive voice, and we get to hear him doing this toned down but still has like this weird thing to it that i can't even explain that makes you want to and this line is amazing to me i done got hip to your jive it's, <laughs> done got hip to your jive. it's fantastic <laughs> so yeah that's a great song for sure do you know what you think my favorite song would be i think your favorite song is uh, i really don't know it hasn't been discussed so far. I'm thinking maybe Jenny Jenny? It's not. Okay. It's actually... It's Long Tall Sally. Oh, damn it. The Thing. The Thing. <laughs> Even though I, it's really hard to choose either for either of these, but... Uh, it's heavy. It's right here. on this one. 
I just, it's good. It's fun. I find myself singing along with this probably the most. And this, it's so aggressive. I mean, metal guys. Uh, here, I'm going to extend this olive branch on how that's almost heavy right there. Because like. But not, but kind of. But, but it, it, just like his voice can indirectly correlate to death metal grunts and growls, that style right there directly correlates to metal bands going. And getting into the song, it's a fucking cannibal corpse thing. <laughs> it's fun. I I like it. Um, I love this podcast because I would have never ever thought about that fucking angle, but I, I just think that did. happens a lot. Yeah. There's a it's a lot closer than people whether they're thinking about it or they're not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. um, how old was I when I first started listening to this? Little Richard's been around forever. I feel like I've mostly always known that he's existed, and I don't know why. He's just always been in culture. But yeah, he is. He's just a staple of a name. But definitely as an early teenager, when I was starting to buy my own music and figure out what I liked, really like based off of things that I, I kind of knew I liked, because that's when I, was, I would buy like Temptation's Greatest Hits and just different things that I knew. I know that these are good. I just don't really know them that well. Uh, and I definitely went down that road with Little Richard and enjoyed it very much. Um, I would definitely recommend Little Richard today. I don't think that there's a supremely weak song on this album. Uh, I don't think there's really... I think there are weaknesses, but I don't think any song just really falls off. I think it's pretty strong. Sam would... You would not listen to this again, I assume. Uh, not on my own, no. I wouldn't put this on. Uh, it's just... Again, it's not that I think it's bad. It's just not something that for you, for me, it's just I will think about something else the whole time. I will want to listen to something else the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I get it. So, like, I don't hate it, but it's not my thing. Well, rate it zero out of ten all over the rock and roll cast. This is hard to do. For my personal taste, this is like a six. Okay. I'm just gonna stop there. Okay. I'll give it a six. But you feel like you should rate it higher. I feel like I'm supposed to rate it higher because I know it's important. I know it's important, but this is about us. This is about how it yeah. makes us feel. It's about our taste. So for my taste, it's a six. Okay. I'm giving this an. I'm going eight point five. Oh, I think nice. it's. <laughs> I think it's really strong. Yeah. I think it's rare that was... albums don't have super lull points this these songs are so short and they're only 12 tracks there's no time for lull points and i think that because of that i think that makes it stronger i think it's just really powerful there's so many singles so many songs that people know this almost this almost a greatest hits uh, yeah. on its own honestly i kind of thought it was until earlier today you said this is his first album and i was like okay <laughs> but he debuted with all these songs which is fucking, fucking phenomenal yeah, it's fucking and nuts. he wrote this stuff which is phenomenal yeah. so, i was unaware you were such a big fan of little richard it's not you were hiding your little richard in the closet it's not as much as being of being a fan as much as like having an immense i have an immense respect appreciation for him, but i also think he was fantastic yeah i think he was I like how you're looping your hand 
directly I into like the I needed to move microphone. This. <laughs> but he is exactly what I think you kind of want in a performer. He has it all. He's very energetic. Kind of cut the mold like you. This is what you have to be if you want to be a performer. He makes it to where you physically can't look away because he wears really shiny stuff. Yeah, oh, you couldn't. Or you, a, or you had to for fear that your retinas would survive. And as he got older, he had a funny little mustache. Oh, yeah. So I love that funny little mustache, that little John Waters mustache. Yes, and he was just so like animated when you'd see him. It was like a black. Uh, He'd be like, "Oh, honey." <laughs> it was like uh, it was almost like a black. Um, oh, Rip what's his torn name? <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, Rip Taylor Richard Simmons. Oh. <laughs> just extremely like he just seemed positive and like you wanted to be around him. Just like oh, I wonder if he also felt the same pressures of like. I have to be the everything in this room. Maybe, or maybe he was manic depressive. Maybe. And he had to flip that on. And then when he wasn't on stage or around people making stuff. I need cocaine he, to not want to kill myself. And I'm going to go <laughs> hang out in my dark bedroom for right. a couple weeks. Who and think knows? about how much I want to suck a dick. Who knows? Oh, there were dicks coming in and out of that dark room. Uh, honey, uh, this is just my helper. Mm-hmm. He helps. Uh, my boner. Uh, add things to my stomach. Okay, Ew. so he's my throat treatment. Describe this album in one word, Sam. Throat treatment. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Because no. that's pretty funny. <laughs> it's funny. That's why it still works. But I get to use my real word now. Uh, one word to describe this album. I have a word. If you don't, boogie. Mm, I'm saying energy. Okay. I was hoping you were going to go woogie. Ah, no. <laughs> now, even the songs that are supposed to be more relaxed aren't super relaxed. Yeah, when you called it a ballad, I only used the ballad for that word later, but I was like, I never once thought of any of these songs as a true ballad. They all still have... I mean, comparatively. To other songs on yeah. this album, yes, but comparative to what a ballad is, I still think he's yeah, just it's like... all over the place. Yeah. Um, so that is it. We are finished with this album. Ba-ba-bam. Finished with the questions. Uh, next week is going to be a fun one, and we know it because it already happened. You will be hanging out with us and a special guest. A new guest. Yes, and someone we went to school with and have known for many years. Oh, it is snowing right now. Looks like you're not going to be able to do things outside. Uh, it's very light, but it's snowing, so I'm sorry. Stop me. Um, we are going to have a big muscular man come. A former Marine. This is someone we've never had. True. Uh, his name is Rob Sitting. He's not a Marine. He's, He's a in the Army. Marine. What are you talking about? You serve the country. You're a Marine. No, you're in the military. Oh. Marine, Navy, Army. Oh, I guess. Okay, I'm sorry. I said that <laughs> wrong. I was thinking that differently. Air Force. He's a militia man. Yes. He, he fought for this goddamn country. And he and he's got some arms to prove it. <laughs> Get ready, ladies, to slobber. <laughs> and we will be listening to "The Queen Is Dead" by the Smiths, yeah. which is also something very new to us. Absolutely, so, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. You guys should definitely come we back promise for that one. It's a fun one. It is a fun one. It's it was a good time. Yes. So All you right. should definitely be there for that. Uh, that's it, right? 
That's it. That's it, everybody. A wop bop loo bop wop bamboo, right? <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening, all to those that listen. Uh, thanks for thinking about us at night when you go to sleep. We love you. Uh, Just think of our voices as a blanket I know around you when it's chilly. No, but I'm still gonna go. It's very light. Yep. It's all dinner right. time, motherfucker. I'm not hungry yet. We had Skyline like three hours ago. That's not the case at all. Four hours ago. Almost five hours ago. No, is it one? Um, we can talk about this off the air. Well, I guess Sam gets to decide what I'm hungry and should <laughs> eat. So, uh, thank you guys. We appreciate you very much. Like he said, and come back next week. It's a good one. Bye-bye. Bye bye.